How do marriages fall apart? How do we fall out of love? And how do affairs happen? Every marriage will experience crossroads. Will we stay stuck? Will we turn left? Will we turn right? This is the topic of today's conversation. Hi, my name is Trina Glines, and this is Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This podcast is for those who want to create happiness daily, even among the chaos that marriage and family life will bring. Get ready to elevate your marriage and life today. Welcome to Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This is Trina Glines. I want to welcome all of the ladies out there as well as I want to welcome the gentlemen. And I hope, ladies, that you will share this podcast with the man in your life because this is one that we all need to listen to. We all need to understand the crossroads that will happen in a marriage. It's inevitable. You have two imperfect people coming together, creating awesome imperfectness. And so because of our differences, we will, we will have moments of crossroads where we have to make decisions. And so we're going to talk about that today and talk about how, how, how does a marriage fall apart? How do you get to the point of I don't think I love my spouse anymore. And why do affairs happen? Now, obviously, it's impossible for me to share in every way today on this podcast how this can happen. So what I'm going to share and focus on today is what I have found in my own studies, my own research, as well as working with clients who have experienced this. So let's start at the very beginning. When you got married... Before you got married, you met each other. When you started dating, there was this infatuation that took place between the two of you. This infatuation is extremely powerful. It awakens all of our senses. We feel this draw, this pull, this magnet, this desire that ends up making it to where we don't even see anything else going on in our lives. We so want to be with this person. And it has served its purpose. This is God's plan to create this desire for man and woman to come together. Infatuation is a great gift to all of us. But unfortunately, its only purpose is that of bringing you together. And often we think that it should last for the duration of life. For the duration of your marriage together, for as long as you two live, for me, I believe in eternity. Um, And when real life comes in, we kind of get slapped up against the side of the head going, what's happening here? Where's those feelings that I had when I fell in love with my spouse? So we're going to talk about how this happens to all of us. Real life often will suck the life out of your marriage because, because it screams louder. And what begins to happen is, so you've fallen in love, you've married this person you've, you've chosen to dedicate your life to. And as life starts going, also now all of the responsibilities of marriage come into play. You have finances, you have children, you have um, business, 
your job, education, all of these extra things that are now, now you feel those pressures even more so because the infatuation starts to lighten some. And what we do often, male and female, because we have not been taught the differences between how men think and work, women think and work, we can only relate to and articulate how we personally work. And you ladies out there, when you're with your mom, when you're with your sisters, when you're with your girlfriends, you can relate with each other and communicate very well with each other. And men, same thing. You can go to lunch with a group of guys and there's very few conversations going on and nobody's offended and nobody's feeling left out. We think and work differently. But because we don't um, teach this, talk about this enough, we can only take from what we know and understand. So we assume our partner is a version of us. And both partners do this. Husbands will do this with their wives. Wives will do this with their husbands. They will assume that you are a version of them. And then all of a sudden we're making these assumptions. And we're assuming your intentions based off of how we would react and be in that situation. Which often those intentions are really um, going to a bad place. I'm assuming my husband's ignoring me because he didn't hear what I had to say the way I meant to say it instead of seeking the meaning of, "Hun, I feel like you might not have understood me. What was it you heard me say? I assume his intention in his actions. We do this all day long with people and it doesn't serve us. It's a incredible... Um, area in your life you can work on to seek the meaning and not assume intentions. But in a marriage, when our husbands do something different than us, when our wives do something different than we would, we question it. We think, I've already told them how many times and they still don't do it the way I said. They don't care about me. They don't think about me. And it's a spiraling down effect. So then you start to feel alone. Right. And now resentments are building up uh, upon each other. And this infatuation feeling, feeling that you had before is dwindling, 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 dwindling. And you're all of a sudden not getting needs met. You feel like your needs aren't being met. And chances are they're not. And your spouse's needs aren't being met because you two aren't understanding the dynamics of bringing a male and female together and the differences between the two of you. Not only that, but your blueprint, your background, where you came from. You both have very individual upbringings and you bring those things into the marriage. They're part of you. So you may get a trigger from your spouse. Your spouse like, I have no idea what I just did. But they triggered you because of something from your past and your blueprint. And all of this is done at a very subconscious level. You don't even realize it. Understanding your blueprints is really powerful. I have some podcasts. I don't remember what number they are. Go back and look for blueprints. It's extremely powerful. Um, but one common thing 
that we have between male, female, the human species is that we all have needs. As a human, you have needs. You have needs that need to be met. You have needs of needing to feel loved, feeling like you matter, feeling like your spouse thinks you are important, feeling safe with your spouse, feeling love from your spouse. Every single one of us have these human needs. They're very important. They're part of being human. And if these needs aren't happening, if your needs aren't being met, your relationship will be tested. It will take you to a bad place. But guess what? Guess what? This is the good news. A red flag will fly up in front of you. I am not feeling the happiness I want to in my marriage. Yay for the red flag. I celebrate the red flag. That is the beautiful thing about us being human. We all have a space, a space between an event happening and how we're going to react to it. There's this beautiful space and you get that place, that space to make choices. It's incredible. Okay. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how every marriage is going to hit crossroads. So let's kind of go through this, this, uh, the phases of how this happens again, really quick. The infatuation, you met this person that just opens up, brings to life every feeling you can feel in your body. And you are full of this, this draw, this pull, this magnet, and you can't live without them. And you, you feel like you're falling in love with them. And then you decide, this is it. This is it. No person has ever touched me like this person. I'm going to dedicate my life to this person. You choose to get married. And now, because of life, and life will often scream louder you get to a place where you start thinking, I don't, I don't understand my spouse anymore. I'm just not feeling the love I was feeling before. Where did it go? How did this happen? And questions start happening. And this is when the red flag appears. These questions are happening. One thing you're going to hear me talk about today quite a bit is love is a action. It is a verb. It is created and At this red flag moment, you have a choice. Each one of us have a choice. And actually, in what I'm going to share with you today, you have three choices. You have three choices to choose from. So first choice. So I want you to think of a road. Think of a road. You're going out and you have to stop. Because the road has stopped in front of you and you have to make a choice. Am I going to turn left or am I going to turn right? Okay. Red flag is right in front of you. You're not feeling the happiness that you desire to feel. So you are on that straight road trying to decide what are you going to do? Well, the first choice is you could do nothing. You can choose to stay right there. You could choose to stay stuck. You see the flag. You you recognize I'm not feeling the happiness that I want to feel, but you don't know what to do about it. You, you might be frozen. 
You might be like, I tried a few things that didn't work. It made things worse. So I don't know what to do. And your feet stay stuck. Or maybe you're unwilling to look at your part. Is there something that you could be doing differently that would help you help your relationship? These people that stay stuck right here, they, they, they do have a moral compass. They do recognize, I've dedicated my life to this person, and they managed to just stay on that road, stay stuck. I'm not happy, but I'm going to stay here. And they end up living parallel lives, a parallel mar- marriage. I've done a blog on that before. If you want to go back and find that on my website, but um, a parallel marriage, it is not what a marriage is meant to be. It is being a roommate. It's living two separate lives. It's not getting the fulfillment, the connection, the blessing that comes with dedicating your life to another. We're missing out on that. You're missing out on that if you have found yourself in this parallel marriage. And, you know, I want you to think, is there anybody you can think of that has stayed stuck? That you know their marriage isn't as fulfilling as it could be. You hear comments of, I'm not happy, but you could see they're not doing anything about it. The really sad part about the staying stuck, a lot of times parents think, well, at least we're not getting a divorce. At least we're staying together for the kids. Well, there's a part of me saying, yes, thank you for choosing to stay together for your kids, but the blueprint that you are creating for your kids is not healthy. Your children need to see love between the two of you. What you produce for them, what they witness with you will be the example for them in their future relationships. So I often tell women, if you're struggling to do this for yourself, do it for your kids because then eventually it will be for yourself because you're finding a happier place. But I, I often say that because as wives, especially, well, men too, husband and wives, we want the best for our kids. So I'm like, okay, if you don't have the strength in you to do this, to work on your marriage for yourselves, start out with, a, I want my kids to have parents that love each other, that are trying, that are striving. And then that will give you that momentum forward to keep you going. But parallel marriages do not, do not produce um, fulfilling marriages. They don't produce children with confidence of what marriage really is. They, They don't produce any connection, that human connection that is part of you that you need. So you are constantly stomping down on that, dampening that, like, I don't need that. I don't need that. And you're in misery. You could be, end up being depressed, full of anxiety, um, all of the emotional challenges that come with a parallel marriage is, is not the kind of life that we're wanting to seek. But really, I want you to think about it. Have you seen somebody in your life that has that is an example of this? Or have you found yourself, am I saying, as I talk to you right now, are you saying, oh crap, Trina, I'm stuck. This is where I've been. Well, 
If you've listened to enough of my podcast, you know I say name it to tame it, right, people? We have to name it to tame it. You have to recognize it before you can change it. We cannot change anything we do not recognize. So, red flag. There's the red flag. You've got Trina over here saying, woohoo, the red flag, the red flag. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And, and you have a choice. You have a choice. You can get out of that stuck place. Will it be easy? No, it won't be easy. Will it be worth it? Yes, it will be worth it. Okay. So next we're going to talk about the the next choice we have, the second choice we have. So you, if you find yourself in that stuck position, stay there for a moment because this is where you're not going to go. Okay. (laughs) The second option that we have is to take a left-hand turn. We're going to take a left-hand turn. That left-hand turn, you recognize you're not happy. And your thoughts end up going to places like this. You blame your spouse for all of your misery. I don't love my spouse anymore. I, I think I like my spouse, but I'm certainly not in love with him or her. Real love wouldn't be this hard. I can't do anything right. I can never make my spouse happy. My spouse is always mad at me and doesn't appreciate anything I do. I'm exhausted. I dread going home. I dread being with my spouse. I, I might as well never speak because my spouse never hears me. Hello, do you see me? I just need to stay busy. I'm just going to stay busy. My spouse is so miserable to be with. I can't keep doing this. Man, I must have made a mistake. This can't be right. All of these thoughts, and more, of course, leads to not a good place. Some way you can find yourself in a place of finding a way for your needs to be met. You are human. You need to feel love. You need to feel like you matter. Those are human needs. So what ends up happening is a co-worker is really kind to you. A past boyfriend or girlfriend messages you and you message back and you start a conversation and you're like, wow, that, that felt really nice. Like she was concerned about me and how I felt or he was he really wanted to know what was going on in my life and lots of confusion happens at this point because now you start the cycle up again the infatuation that draw that pull that magnet that feeling cared for somebody's paying attention to me This route, as you can guess, does not 
usually end well. And what do you think is going to happen? Right? What do you think is going to happen if you allow yourself on that left-hand turn to go down that path? You're going to find yourself seeking to get your needs met by someone else. The same cycle will happen. Let's say you end up in divorce. You marry someone else. The infatuation's great. The same cycle will then come around because life will start to happen. This is something people do not get. Every marriage will become complacent if we allow it. Every marriage will lose its spark if we allow it to stay consistent. Every marriage is going to lose its spark at one time or another. You're busy. You're raising children. You're in the thick of things. You have to create that spark. So couples find themselves, the marriage falling apart, seeing someone else filling a need that is a human need. And now they're recognizing, I'm still not happy. Love is created. It is not greener on the other side. It is not. Now, I'm going to do a little preface here. If you are in a relationship with any abuse, physical abuse, I would recommend, suggest, highly suggest you get out. I do not um, encourage anyone to stay in an abusive uh, physically abusive relationship. Um, so this is, ah, oh, love has to be created. So, so important that we embrace this and we understand this. The infatuation's not going to stay. And when affairs happen, the individual is looking for that infatuation feeling that is not sustainable, that will lighten as life happens. And the only way that marriage, the second marriage, the third marriage, whatever it might be, will work is if the couple chooses to create their love after that infatuation has dwindled because it will, it will. So this takes us to the next option. And those of you who feel like you are in that staying stuck place, red flag, red flag. This is awesome. Red flag. And I'm going to choose to take a right hand turn, people. We're going to take a right hand turn. This is when you recognize that you are not feeling the happiness that you desire. You're not. Gosh dang it, you're not. That's frustrating. You've dedicated your life to this person. This is the person you picked. And where did it all go? I want it back. Just so you know, chances are your spouse is feeling the same way. Your spouse is feeling the same way. So you're not feeling that happiness. And now you're going to ask yourself the right questions. Gosh, how does this marriage thing work? Did anyone teach you how marriage works? I rarely, rarely, rarely get anyone to answer yes to that question. 
Does anybody, did anybody teach you how your man or your woman is going to work and de- and think so differently than you? Nobody taught us. We're the blind leading the blind people. <laughs> and I'm out to change this. I'm out to try and, you know, uh, educate and share this knowledge because it's so Oh, it's so life-changing in a marriage. It's so life-changing to understand the differences between men and women and how we work. But no one taught us. No one taught me. And chances are nobody taught you. So you're going to get to work. You're going to get to work. Do you struggle with listening? Do you struggle with communication? Do you struggle understanding the differences between the two of you? Are you always getting your feelings hurt because you're assuming your spouse should do it the way you would do it. You're not understanding your differences. Do you struggle in intimacy? Do you struggle with your finances, getting your needs met? Do you struggle with the feeling that I cannot do anything right? Do you feel criticized or do you find yourself being the one that is criticizing Do you micromanage everything or do you feel micromanaged? Do you feel unappreciated? Do you have an inability to see both sides? Do you stay stuck in my ways the right way? Do you struggle with the way you want to raise your kids? These are real life struggles, real life challenges and trials and you've brought two imperfect people coming together and it will not be perfect and you each have your own individual blueprints which I talk about in my Taming Jane Academy that's our second lesson it's so important to understand this and so I have several podcasts on many of these subjects please go back if you struggle with listening go listen to number 28 If you struggle with intimacy, I've got several on intimacy. If you struggle with understanding your differences, go back to podcast number five and get just kind of a, uh, um, it's just kind of a beginning of the differences between us. But there are so many resources out there for you to reach out to. You do not have to pave this path alone. I want to cheer you. Hurrah. Yes, you saw the red flag. Let's celebrate this. You've made that right hand turn. And now you're going to seek resources that's going to help you work on your marriage. It's going to help you learn how to connect. It's going to help maneuver you through the intricacies that nobody talks about. There are so many resources. I'm just going to name a few right now. Um, And I know I've named these before in past podcasts. I really love this book. It is His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage by Willard F. Harley. Great book. Really, really good book. Um, Another great book is The Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work by John Gottman. Great book. Uh, Some of my favorites on understanding the differences between men and women is Shanti Feldhahn's For men only and for women only. Go listen to my interview with the author, Shanti. Amazing, amazing books. Really fun to read. Another book is Love Sense, which is going to dive into much more of the um, science-based 
of connection of humans, of those needs that you have. They're not going to go away. You can't ignore them for life. They're not going to go away. They're part of who you are as being human. Now, I have to give you a little warning right here. And if you've listened to my other podcast, you've heard me say this. Ah, people, we have to be so careful because relationship books have been known to backfire. Why do I say this? Because often what we do is most relationship books, not all, and that's why I like Shanti Feldhans, because you have your own personal book and you are reading how your man works. You're reading a book about if I if I'm reading the um, for men only, that's how women work. And so I'm going to read that book and understand myself at a deeper level. Okay. But these other relationship books, he should do this. She should do that. He should be like this. She should respond like this. And you're reading this going, well, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that either. Nope, he doesn't do that. Nope, she doesn't do this. She's not doing any of this. Nope, she's not doing her part here. And you're reading it thinking about what your spouse's part is. That will always make everything worse. We only have control over ourselves. Whenever you read any type of self-help books, self-development, self-growth, relationship books, you need to read it through your eyes, through your perception lenses. Take And, and I, of, I often tell my clients, please take your perception lenses off and let's clear those lenses and let's dive in and read and learn new perceptions that's going to change the way you think. So make sure you do that. If you're reading these resources, make sure you're reading, what is my part? Always asking that question. What can I be working on? What is my part? Always asking that question. So important to do that. And if you're going to read these books together, so awesome. Yay for couples that are willing to be intentional. (laughs) Uh, This is another mindset I'm trying so hard to change. It's like, if, can you see yourself in this place? If you hear this couple's reading this marriage book, oh, their, their, their marriage must really be struggling. No, they're being intentional. They, they're choosing to learn how to strengthen their marriage. People, this is a good thing. This going into marriage with zero tools, zero understanding is asinine. We have to change this. We have to change this. And those of you that choose to turn right, because we all will experience crossroads in our marriages. I experienced a crossroad in my marriage. I got to a point I was done being stuck. We were in the same circle all the time, having the same disagreement over and over and over and over. It might be a different color, but it was basically the same disagreement. I was so tired of it. I wanted something more. And that's when I chose to make a right-hand turn. And we have read books together. and We've listened to podcasts and we've listened to audio books. And we're both on this learning journey. And it's amazing. And that's what couples do who make that right-hand turn. We all have a choice. You're going to hit crossroads. Are you going to stay stuck? Are you going to turn left? Are you going to turn right? You need to learn how to reconnect. You need to be concentrating on your part. You need to choose to be intentional. Remember, love is a what? Love is a verb. It is a action. It is an action. 
so important that we recognize that that infatuation was temporary. And you have the ability in you to create the love you desire by choosing to work on your part. There's an interview with a, with a marriage and family specialist, um, Jeff Stewart, I want to say. It's an interview number 17. Great interview to go listen to on creating ca- connection in a marriage. And he talks about Sue Johnson's book. It's awesome. I would really, really recommend you um, go listen to that. And then, you know, if you're wanting to understand how humans work, how our habitual reactions often will get in the way. So instead of acting, going forth and and choosing to act, we are reacting when we are reacting off of misunderstandings. Um, And so podcast number 16 and number 19, both will help you kind of dive in and understand that just a little bit deeper. I want to give you resources to recognizing resources to help you recognize that turning right is a good thing. It is such a good thing. So, this is this is going to happen in every marriage, and it's not necessarily going to only happen once. Like I can think of different times my husband and I have had a crossroad, and I have felt like he didn't care, he didn't hear me, he's not listening, um, he doesn't understand what I need, and I've chosen to turn right and find out information, discover try and talk to him a little bit more. He was learning. You both are in this learning journey together, together. And life will scream louder than your marriage. You will have children you're trying to raise. Maybe you suffer with some health challenges. Maybe your financial stress is just such a heavy burden. Be compassionate with each other. Recognize that you both came into this marriage with very little understanding on how to make this work, that you're so grateful for that infatuation that helped you find each other, but recognize that, okay, hon, we're going to do this. We're going to keep making that right-hand turn, and we are going to make this work. We can overcome any trial that comes our way. And I want to put in here, right here, um, mention, I believe left-hand turns can be repaired. In most cases, not always, both partners have to be willing. I have witnessed and worked with women, marriages being repaired after affairs, after pornography. It's amazing what the human soul can really go through and come out even stronger. So I have witnessed those left turns go back to right. If you have found yourself in that position, you can turn right. You really can. Is it is it going to happen for every marriage? No, it's not. And there is a place for divorce. And I'm grateful for the ability that individuals have to be able to start over and find that love that they desire. But I really do believe it is not greener on the other side. If you're not dealing with physical abuse and you have both spouses that are willing to work on it, you can repair that in your marriage. I really do believe it. Um, so this is what happens. This is what happens when we choose to make that right-hand turn. 
when you feel secure with your spouse, the nice worker, the nice coworker who comes in and strikes up a conversation with you doesn't make you question the love for your spouse. When you feel loved in your marriage, the spending extra time away from home isn't a desire. When you nurture your marriage, you don't find yourself comparing it to past relationships. When you keep your marriage as a priority, the hard times won't break you. Living life, being human, means we will all experience struggles. We will. But I truly believe... Um, well, I don't believe, I don't believe affairs will happen, that, that affairs happen because one day we wake up and go, oh, I think I'm going to have an affair on my spouse today. That's not how they happen. It's a series of small personal choices. How long have you been stuck and you finally gave in to those needs, those human needs? We all have them. We all have the red flag at the crossroad. We really do. I love this red flag. This red flag opens you up to self-development, self-growth. You will come out of this struggle a better person. That's what this life is all about. You and your person that you married did not come into marriage knowing how it all is going to work, how life's going to work, how to raise the kids, what to do. It's a process of trial and error. Don't you agree? But the red flag is there. And if you keep choosing to turn right, you will stay on that right path. Love is created. If you're not feeling the connection, the happiness, the love that you desire with your spouse, I want to ask you this question. What are you doing about it? If you're not feeling this, what are you doing? What are you doing about it? Remember, you only have control over you. Are you working on your part or are you pointing at them? Does your spouse feel love from you? Does your spouse know that you are there for them? I recognize you want to feel these thing, same things back, but you can't control them. But are you giving this to them? Are you working on your part? Do you feel like your marriage seems to continually strengthen? This is good. Or do you see there's areas that need to be worked on? If so... What are you doing about it? Falling out of love happens because you've stopped creating love. Life will always scream louder. Work, finances, kids, responsibilities. Your number one responsibility is to this person that you've dedicated your life to. 
And part of that responsibility is you doing your part, which includes your own self-development. Did you get that? Your number one responsibility is to this person that you've dedicated your life to. And part of that responsibility is your own personal growth. So important to understand that and that we get rid of this blame, pointing fingers at our spouse and take responsibility for ourselves. Humble ourselves and be willing to learn from others recognizing we don't have all the answers. Help me. Will you help me? I want you to help me get the word out. Spread the word to your friends, to your family, people of influence, that working on a marriage is a positive thing. If a coworker comes into you and says, oh my gosh, I am just struggling so much. Oh, my husband just... I feel like he doesn't see me, doesn't hear me. Let them know they're normal. Let them know they're on a crossroad, that they're in this path and they have the ability to turn right, that there's this beautiful life ahead of them, but it's going to take work. Because guess what? No one taught you how marriage works. Just like no one taught me. Use those red flags as a, oh, hello, I'm going to stop right here. What can I do? What is my part? Teach this to others, please, in your influence. Let's spread the word that working on our marriage is a positive thing. And you guys, you're never going to stop. You're never going to stop. Whether you've been married two years or 52 years. You're never going to stop working on your marriage. Marriage is maneuvering, always got maneuvering parts. Things are changing. You're learning new things all the time. Your marriage always needs to be at the forefront, always needs to be at the top of your list. Will you always be able to give your marriage quantity? No, but you can give it quality. So yes, life will expect more of your time, your children, work. Those things will be suck up most of your time. But you can give it quality, making sure those dates are scheduled, making sure you are learning something new together. Listen to this podcast together. It was, it's been so fun. Recently, I've had a lot of DMs of, from ladies who have said, my husband listened to this podcast with me. And I'm like, yes, thank you for being intentional in your marriage. Help me. Will you please help me do this? I want to spread this word that working on our marriages is a positive thing. It really is. The infatuation that brought you together, that brought me with my man together, was temporary. The love that you will create will be a lifelong journey, and the reward will be so great. I love great love stories, but they don't go... And they were married and they rode off into the sunset and they lived happily ever after. Nope, that's a bunch of crap. There's a lot of stuff that took place between the I do's and the happily ever after. There's so much. We need to talk about that. 
And so I want to end with this question for you. Why? Why should you do this? Why should you work on your marriage? Why should you have it be a focus? Why does it matter, Trina? I can stay stuck. My parallel marriage is working great. It's, I do my thing. He does his thing. I don't get my feelings hurt anymore. We're kind of emotionally detached. We have sex to take care of a need. That's about it. No. No. Your actions, staying stuck there, affect your children, let alone affect you. There's so much more to marriage so why, why should you do this? Because the greatest gift you can give your kids is parents that love each other. And the greatest gift you can give yourself is a happy marriage. There's nothing greater. There's nothing more divine There's nothing more fulfilling. Oh, for sure, in a marriage, you're going to feel your greatest joys and your greatest heartaches. You're going to have your greatest triumphs and your greatest failures. It's part of bringing two imperfect people together and creating awesome imperfectness. But it's worth it. And we need to start fighting for this. I get lots of emails from people I don't even know, which... I'm grateful I've created a safe place that people can reach out to me and share their personal story. I feel very honored to have them share their story. But I also hear a lot of heartaches and a lot of pain that people are going through. Thus, that feeds the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. We need to educate ourselves, our children, our influence around us, that marriage is never going to be easy. And it's always going to take work and learning how to communicate right, being heard, understood, and validated, what that looks like, how you do that. How do you not react when your spouse is sharing something with you that you happen to be the trigger? How do you not react to that? There is a way. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But it comes from you choosing to be intentional. So yes, why should you do this? Because it is the greatest gift you can give your children and yourself. Parents that love each other, you deserve to feel that love. You deserve to have that love story. You deserve to feel, to have your needs met. You've chosen to dedicate your life to another, the most greatest event ever in your life. It won't be perfect, but it can be amazing. And it will be your greatest self-growth journey you will ever, ever go on. Just please, 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 please keep turning right. Thank you so much for joining me today. As you can tell, this is something I'm super passionate about. If you found this to be helpful and you know individuals in your life that might benefit from hearing this please share it with them and please share it with your spouse because this is for both of us to understand that infatuation is temporary creating love is a verb it's an action and we must 
In order to do it, we must turn right. Thank you for joining to me. Thank you for joining me today. Chat at you next week.